0: Welcome to the Guide to Living Inspired. Welcome back, I should say. We've been away for a couple of days now. Since Passover, it took us a while to get back into the routine. But we're going to go quickly through uh, continuing with daily practical sound bites. And today, we're going to continue with hand washing. We mentioned a little bit last time, I don't know if we recorded it, about getting dressed, that we have to get dressed modestly. Judaism, believes that God is with you wherever you are that means we try to be modest at all times even in the bathroom now let me ask you a question is God in the bathroom oh God is everywhere says Jesse so why don't we make blessings in the bathroom Why don't we make blessings? If God is everywhere, you have to be modest in the bathroom and yet you can't make blessings in the bathroom. What do you guys say? Bueller, anyone? So it's very simple. God is not in the bathroom, but we shouldn't think about God in the bathroom. Why? Because God is everywhere. God is holy wherever He is. But we and our thoughts, were we to think about God, we would be pulling God into a place that's going to lower God in our own eyes. It's not to say He's not there. He's there just as much as He's at the Western Wall. Just as much. In the Temple. Holy of Holies. It's just that certain places, it's easier to relate and connect. There's certain places where God's more revealed. Certain places where God's more hidden. Just like when someone dies... It's not bad. Death is not bad. Everything God does is good. Yet it's easier to see the good in certain situations when you win the lottery, as opposed to when uh, a loved one passes away. The Talmud says we're obligated to, to bless God for the good and for the bad. To recognize that it's all from God, it's all for the good, and say the blessings, besimcha, with joy. We should recognize that everything that happens is for our best. And nonetheless... Some things are good and some things are bad in this world, from this world's perspective. And therefore, we, still make, we make a different blessing when good things happen versus when bad things happen. Even though you have to make, recognize they're both from God and they're both for good, and you have to be happy with both decrees, you all, there's, a diff, there's a time to see the good and time to see the bad, just like there's a time to think about God and a time to recognize that this is not really a clean place. I'm not going to think about God in this place. Does that make sense? Okay, so we don't make blessings in the bathroom. And along those lines, I just want to say quickly for today's halacha, we just basically learned the halacha, which is not to think about God in the bathroom and not to make blessings in the bathroom. But additionally, we wash our hands when we come out of the bathroom. Why? Because there's an impurity in the bathroom. Just like we said, when you wake up in the morning, there's an impurity on your hands, from your soul leaving your body, there's an, there's an impure spirit when you're sleeping and your hands remain impure. So too when we walk into certain impure places or touch certain impure things, we need to wash our hands. So one of those things is going into the bathroom. Now some say that our bathrooms are different nowadays because really the toilet flushes everything away, nothing's really there. So some people don't mind washing their hands inside the bathroom, others say no, you gotta wash your hands outside the bathroom, in my house. In our new edition, we put bathrooms outside the, sinks outside the bathroom, so we could do this mitzvah of washing outside the bathroom, specifically according to the opinions that the bathroom itself is impure. Other things that require hand washing, in addition to bathrooms and sleeping, is bathing. Right, if you go to a bathhouse or a mikveh, wash your hands after. Cutting hands, nails, and hair. After you cut your hands, your nails, Or you cut your hair, you wash your hands three times, alternating hands to remove an impure spirit that's associated with nails and hair. Again, interesting, what's the connection, nails and hair grow after a person passes away? There's considered to be a little bit of an externality to them, says that Adam was made up of nail material, nails are translucent, there's something going on there, not for now, but the Talmud is very specific that if you drop your nails on the floor, it could be very spiritually damaging for somebody. And therefore we make sure to cut our nails specifically into the sink, into the toilet. And uh, we're very careful with nails because nails have a certain spiritual power, okay? Not for now, John, why are you smiling? Dangerous. All right, okay, besides being disgusting, the Talmud says it could cause a woman to have a miscarriage if she walks over a nail. Again, how do we know this? I do not know, but I'm just sharing you what it says, okay? Additionally, removing your shoes. If you touch your shoes, have to wash your hands. If you touch uh, animals, rodents, have to wash your hands. If you touch lice, you have to wash your hands. If you scratch your head or parts of your body that are normally covered, like like hairy, uh, sweaty parts of your body, you have to wash your hands. Going into a cemetery, when you leave a cemetery, you have to wash your hands. Um, or in a room where there was a corpse. And the last two is, one is not relevant, bloodletting. After bloodletting, got to wash your hands. We don't bloodlet anymore. So not relevant. And And the last one is after... Uh, intimacy with a spouse we wash our hands now one could put all these things together and say something that is bordering on not Jewish on heresy what could one say all these things have in common (laughs) bathroom touching shoes touching parts of the body sexual intercourse cemeteries touching rodents Guys, disease, right? Do you know why the Jews were blamed for having started the Black Plague in the Middle Ages, the bubonic plague, which wiped out like half of Europe? Jews were blamed for having brought the plague by by consulting with the Sultan, with the Satan, the devil. We brought the Black Plague. Why were Jews accused of the Black Plague, Jacob? oh not not the mikvah but because jews did not die of the black plague why did jews not die of the black plague because of these laws that i just shared with you because we wash our hands after touching any type of these things so you might say oh well obviously it's germs now how did the rabbis of the talmud know about germs germs weren't known for thousands of years germs were not known and yet we're washing our hands. So you could say shallow, oh yeah, the rabbis knew about germs. The rabbis did not know about germs. The rabbis knew about spiritual impurity. But where do germs come from? Ah, there's a spiritual impurity associated with these things. And these things are what are breeding grounds for germs. Germs are a physical manifestation of a spiritual impurity associated with these areas. And by the way, just not for this halakha, but another time we'll talk about all the things that Thomas says you shouldn't eat. There's all sorts of different types of foods. Foods that are left out overnight, uncovered water, right? And there's all sorts of hooky-spookies going on there. But again, very interesting because it fits in line in many cases with modern hygienics. Okay, thank you guys for listening. And um, don't take this out of control again. Let's start by washing our hands when we come out of the bathroom. We can all agree you should wash your hands, not just employees, but everyone should wash their hands after using the bathroom. With soap, but also with a cup. Wash your hands alternating, and you remove not only the germs, but also the spiritual impurity. The question is, if you just use the cup and no soap, does it work? Ask your local orthodox doctor. Thank you guys for listening.